0: are you? How the heck are you? How the heck are you? We're going to do a podcast. So let's get a little deeper to your story, shall we? Who are you? Hold well, that. that becomes a sticky wicket. <laughs> 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 let's get back to that. What is it that you're curious about? We well, can run the world, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, let's crumble up some well. Or are you boom, 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 boom? It's been a whirlwind for you. What is it that supercharges you about this? Lots going on, lots coming up, or is that too stuff? No, not too many questions. No, too many questions. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I have some new news. We have a name change that has happened recently. We have switched from Drop the Mic to Mind Your Own Business. So, welcome to the very first episode of Mind Your Own Business, the Chamber Podcast. This is where I get to speak with Chamber members, local business folks, uh, local thought leaders, entrepreneurs on what they do, why they do it, and where they're doing it. Who, what, where, when, and why. (laughs) Um, So before we get started, I want to thank East Hampton Media um, for partnering with us with, on this project. Um, especially, we'd like to thank Jeff Mastriani. He is the executive director of East Hampton Media, Ryan Arnold, who is our production coordinator, and Tim Riley, who is operations manager. And we are in East Hampton Media Studios, and it's super awesome, and I always love being here. Um, so, for today, our guest, episode 19, we have the president of Fink and Paris Agency, Jen Bruff. Jen, is probably one of the most incredible uh, women um, that I know. Business savvy, she has many talents and wears many hats, and one of which is uh, steering the ship, otherwise known as Fink and Paris Insurance Agency. Agency. She's been with the agency for over 20 years, taking ownership from three partners in January 2015. She is generous supporter of our community as well as the Chamber, and I have so much respect for Jen. And I have learned so much from her in the years that I have known and grown to know her. So welcome today, Jen.
1: Thank you. That was very sweet.
0: Aw, thank you. How the heck are you? I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Summer's being good to you.
1: Um, yeah. Uh, I'm not a fan of summer. It's mm. just a crazy time of year at work. So, um, it's it's just I'm not just not a fan of summer.
0: So I'm not. I, well, this summer's been really, really pleasant and. Um, not humid, so that mm-hmm. that, that has, has been a, that has been a plus. That I has agree made with me very there. very yeah. happy. So let's just dive right into things, shall we? Sure. And I'd like to start off with you sharing with us who you are, a little bit of of, of a background, how you got started off in this world of insurance. It's been uh, a long time. It's been a long time. It's been almost
1: twenty eight years. Mm-hmm. It'll be twenty eight years in December. Twenty eight. Yes. Um, so I'm going to go back even further. I, I'm born and raised in Eastampton. Um, my parents came to this country in 1972. I was fortunate enough to have a first-class ticket. My mother was pregnant with me, so mm-hmm. I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't have to worry about anything. Um, and, you know, my parents were the epitome of the American dream. Mm. They came to this country with nothing, didn't speak a word of English, worked in factories their whole entire lives, and it's going to make me get choked up. Oh, and they managed to put three daughters through college, Yes, um, help two daughters buy their first homes, and just have been our biggest supporters. And without them, none of what I have would be possible. Mm. So that's first and foremost. Um, like I said, I grew up in Eastampton, graduated from Eastampton High School. Uh, went to Westfield State for a couple years, went to Simmons College for a couple years, and then decided to come back home. Mm. Um, I'd always dreamed of, you know, doing something in the big city and being away. Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah. Yeah. And and home just called me back. Um, I was working at East Hampton Savings Bank for a while, and I was um, running into um, someone who worked at then Gifford in Paris, and they had an opening. And again, my mother Mm -hmm. said, you should try, you know, something different. I went in there, um, interviewed with Dick Paris. Had no experience in insurance at all, um, mm-hmm. but I was, you know, I think one of my best traits is is that I'm very curious, borderline nosy, but I'm very <laughs> curious. So I really enjoy learning new things all the time. Mm. And so he took a chance on me back in um, 1994, and. Mm. I, when I came in and began working there as a customer service rep with no experience. So two lovely women, um, Norma Gillette and Lucille Perot, took me under their wing, taught me everything they knew along with Dick. And um, I, with, after a few years, I wanted more responsibility. The bookkeeper left. I raised my hand and said, I can do bookkeeping. How hard is it? It's checks and balances. It's not that hard. Again, Dick took a chance on me and said, OK, try it. Oh, wow. I took that on. And then I slowly became more responsible for more things in the office, became office manager. And then in 2004, I uh, had the opportunity to become a partner. So in 2004, I became a partner. And in 2015, I had the opportunity to buy the agency from my other three partners, which I did. So That's
0: amazing. Just kind of a progression. Right, right. So, you know, you have been in the business well over 20 years, mm-hmm. 28 years. Um, can you share with us, you know, in the beginning, I think my guess might be that the juice for you to get out in the morning was you were learning something new. Mm-hmm. And it was exciting. And But now, 28 years later, mm-hmm. and you're in a completely different role, mm-hmm. you know, um, overseeing this um um, I don't want to say, say large, but large small business mm-hmm. and two locations. 28 employees. Right. That's a lot of folks to manage. Mm-hmm. And what is that juice that gets you going and keeps you moving every single day over those past 28 years?
1: Well, I'd be lying if I said it's insurance because it's not. It's, right. you know, insurance is insurance. Um, what, what I enjoy is that I love running a business. I love all the facets of running a business. I love mm. the operations part of it. I love like the financial part of it. I love the people part of it. It's never a dull moment. So it's not like I wake up in the morning and go, oh, I'm going to go sit behind my desk and look at my computer screen. Right. Like even before coming here, the, the, the things that got dropped on my desk that, you know, I have to take care of when I get back. There's just never a dull moment. And, you know, a big part of what we do as an agency is um, support our community. Yeah. So for me... Running a successful business means that I can turn around and support our community, right. which is which just makes our community better. So, add, add that all up, right. and that's what it comes to.
0: Right. It's it's interesting that you that you went um, from um, your agency to the community. You have been such a generous, um, active your whole team active members of the community, and I want to know if you can share with us. You know, why is that so important to you? You know, you're, you're involved and contribute to many different organizations. And I feel like they're all different. Um, so it's the act of giving that seems the most important part of it to me. But um, you, what are your thoughts?
1: Well, um I'm a firm believer that if your community is thriving, mm. then your business is going to thrive. Mm-hmm. And I think East Hampton, over the past 15, you know, to 20 years, have has just changed so much from the East Hampton that was when I was a child. Mm. And you know, to me, what I see in East Hampton is just so great that I want to be part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, we've always um, supported Little League and and basketball and all that. All those um, children's sports and all those things um but you know the arts community we're a big supporter of the arts community right. um, because that has really brought East Hampton to where it is today right and we're all benefiting from it right. so and my staff you know they all have their own little um, I want to say little but their own places that they want to give money you know give their time and money to and we try to support that as much as possible you know we give every employee two days a year, to do volunteer work, nice, um, because it's important to them right. to, to give back to the community, and they realize it's important to me to have them give back right. to the community, and that's just the premise of it, of it all. Like I want East Hampton, Northampton, mm-hmm. I want
0: all of us to do well, so whatever we can do to support that, right? And it's and it, in addition to um, you know our our local nonprofits and the artisan community, you've also been a very very strong. Um, generous supporter to the Chamber and to the the Chamber's Women's Conference. Mm -hmm. From the very beginning, you've always been there and um, been there not only in your generous um, um, sponsorships, but also your support being with us. Right. So that's always appreciated, and I thank you for that. Um, In the world of big box... Um again, you all you seem to um, focus on the local. Mm-hmm. And if I think in Paris is still a locally owned correct business. Can you speak to to that and how and why that sets you apart from so many? Um, that's a good question. Um, being locally
1: owned is becoming more and more important, I think, in this day and age.. Um, a lot of my competitors are making decisions to either merge or be purchased by a larger um, company. That's great for them. I understand why they're doing it. Um, but at some point, you lose some of that local control. And at some point, when that control that you're losing is what are you giving back to the community? Right. You can't make a decision to make a donation to um, Cooley Dickinson hospital without it going through several layer layers
0: of, right. Of ask. And I wonder, might it also um, uh, contribute or or, or inhibit your ability to respond quickly? Right. To perhaps your customers or um, the community, you know, how is that? That's got to be important, also. Right. I mean,
1: we're um, we're available twenty four seven. You you know that. You know it's we're a phone call or a text away. Right. Um, do you have that same buy in when you're not res- when you're not responsible to the community that you live in anymore? You're right. Res- responsible to a shareholder. I don't know. I'm just saying that's who we are and right. that's how we choose to um, own our run our business. It's just who we are, mm-hmm. and you know the big box competitors—they have a place um, in in our industry because there's a certain type of consumer that's going to want to deal with them. Frankly, myself, like I, when I get home at night, I don't pick up the phone. I don't want to talk to anybody. I do things online, so I understand why there's a benefit to having them in the sphere of my business. But at the same time, what we try to do is stand out by saying, right. we're here, right you know, five days a week, we're available by phone, we're you know we're always around right um, And so I try to differentiate us that way in hopes that there is a certain segment of the population that that's who they want to deal with. They don't want to go online and just do right. everything themselves.
0: Well, and I think it also speaks to some of the services that you offer such as um, going to the RMV, for your customers, I mean that can be. That's a royal pain, a royal yes. pain. <laughs> yes, and it can be. It, you, know, you know, we have a system
1: in place with them, but still, it, it's you know, it's again, it's that we still have people come in and drop off payments. Right. We still have people come in to report their claims, and we walk them through that. Right. You know, those are things. You know, we have the contractor that comes in. You know, saying, I need a certificate of insurance and we can hand it to him instead of it going to a mailbox that it sits in until somebody gets to it. So it's it's just that person-to-person contact. It's that relationship that we try to build with our clients. And, you know, some people don't need that and some people really want that.
0: Right, right. And it it, it also... You know, like many times when I uh, find myself online, I'm like, okay, this is going to be more convenient, but then it becomes more stressful because I'm like, oh my gosh, did I answer that question correctly? Did I check the right box? Did and there's I there's so many choices. Yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> there's just so many choices. You don't know if you ever
0: made the right choice when you're shopping online. Right. Because you won't know until you know. Right. Um, so I also feel like you have a strong business to business connection. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that mean? What does that mean, business to business for you, your connection to businesses?
1: Um, I guess what I'm interpreting that as is um, we try to uh, work with the same businesses that do business with us. Um, we try to support local businesses Um we try to, uh, when we say support, if it means, you know, going out to eat at a local restaurant, we right. stay in East Hampton. Right. You know that about us. We yes. <laughs> never leave East Hampton. Right. Um, so I guess, you know, that is really our connection to the local businesses. Um, we just try to support them as much as possible.
0: You know what I find in my observation my last eight years being here in East Hampton is that in general, other business owners such as yourself – who understand that rising tides philosophy, are really very interested in having those businesses succeed. Correct. You know, they, they, they really go out of their way, you go out of your way to either mentor in some way, lead by example in some way, or just be there for another business person. Right. Yeah, so I, that's my observation anyway.
1: Yeah, and even if they're not clients, you know, if, if even right. if they're not clients, we try to support them. Um, asking a question or directing people to them, if it's the right fit and that's where somebody should go, then that's what where sh- somebody should
0: go and that's where we'll direct them to. Right, right. So um, so in what area do you, within your industry, and within your field, do you consider yourself to be an expert?
1: Um, well... That's a hard question to answer because being an expert at anything is a lot of good puts a lot
0: of connotation
1: and pressure on you. Right. Um I think I'm I think I'm really good at solving problems. Mm. So I'm not being very specific to my industry. Right. Um you know, saying a but homeowners okay. or an auto policy. I just think I'm very good at solving problems. So if somebody comes to our agency or an employee comes to me um, with a specific situation with a client, I'm just really good at finding an answer and solving the problem. Um, you know, that's something that I think anybody will say I'm I'm really good at and figuring things out for people and making sure that everybody ends up being relatively happy at the end of the situation. And again, I think part of that comes from the fact that I'm very curious. right? So if something comes to my desk and it's just really weird, to me, that's fun to figure out. or a client comes and is unhappy. To me that's I, I like that challenge. It's a mm-hmm. challenge for me. So that's where I think I'm an, an expert um, in my in, in my industry is that I, I know how to solve problems. Right. Right. And I enjoy it.
0: And I and I, I appreciate how, you know, in answering the questions, a lot of times um, you say, well, it's really not about insurance, you know, and I really relate to that because my job really is not, you know, my I feel like my position is so much larger than um, how do I even say this? The um, I'm just the chamber, right? Right. It's it's really about like you're saying, what are you know what are our strengths, right? Mm -hmm. Which we've talked about many many times, and if I feel like your whole team, that's what kind of also sets you apart is that, you know, you're you're helping these folks solve their problems as opposed to giving them a policy, right?
1: Yeah, and I have people, you know, we have people that work at our company that are very um, specifically. Uh, geared towards a certain type of policy. You know, I have a great department that handles people who need business insurance. The women that work in that department and the men that work in that department have been doing this a very long time. Right. Um, you know, I have someone who is an expert at boats. And right. And everybody goes to him for boat insurance. Um, I have people who are really good at the registry. And like, I have a question about what's going to happen with this. I go to them within my company and say, you know, what are we going to do with this? Right. I think one of my strengths is I put all those people together under one roof. Right. And they now work for me so that I have
0: all that talent right. available to our clients. Right, right, right. Um, what is – what's something that you wish people knew about your expertise? Like, do you think that they, not, they don't know already?
1: Well, uh, you know, I um, – I have a tendency to stay uh, in the background, mm. and I know that's something I have to work on. Mm-hmm. I, I allow other people to shine, and I allow other people to be up front. But that's, um, but that's uh, you know, that's part of what, what a leader does, though. I understand, but what I think happens is that um, I become a little bit invisible. I see. And so people don't know that I exist. <laughs> Who is Jen Proff? Who is Jen Bross? Right. Has anybody seen her? Right. Um, and they they failed to realize that i've been doing this for, you know, 28 years. I can't
0: believe it myself. And, and i and
1: i know what i'm doing. Right. And um i think people take that for granted because i am i'm not that person out there tooting my own horn or, you know, showing up and 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 here i am. I know. Um it's just not who i am as a person, and so i think people assume that, you know, because i'm not a fink or a paris, then who am i? Right. And I think that's, you know, I think that's what's lacking out there as far as, you know, what people don't know about me is that I, I've been doing this a long time. Right. And I know what I'm doing and, you know, I'm good at it. Right. So
0: Yeah, I think we all could could get better at mm-hmm. shouting and and proclaiming our successes mm-hmm. and our strengths. Right. And and I can, and I do this to myself too. I think to myself, well, you know, you don't wanna be, you know, um, Self-centered. Correct. Right? Yeah. And so, but there's a difference. Right. There's a difference. And I just, I need to get comfortable with well, the other. Right. And,
1: you know, in my defense, um, I was the background person for a very long time. And when I took over the company by myself in 2015, um, there was a lot of, you know, growing pains and trying to get everything organized and, you know, having it be done the way I wanted it done. And then COVID hit. So when we were hitting our right. stride you know in 2019 it's like covid and then we all retreated into our shells we tried to do as much as we could but we were limited and now i feel like it's you know 2015 all over again I know. and i have to reintroduce myself right? and reintroduce our company and and mm-hmm. do all this you know work to get our name back out there again because we were just plugging along,
0: right? It's interesting because I, I, I do feel like two years has we've gone backwards, yes, and um, or stayed still. But that's not the tr- that's not the truth either. You've been doing oh, yeah. your work and moving along all that time, but um, yeah. But it's it, I think too, it's a golden opportunity to reset, mm-hmm. to refresh, and I think that's exciting. So that's kind of where I kind of hang my hat to. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. because you know, yeah. it can just be too defle- deflating mm-hmm. otherwise. Absolutely. Um, what's the best business advice you've ever gotten? Stay in your lane. Stay in
1: your lane. Yeah. Don't pay attention to what's going on around you.
0: Okay. Well, you have
1: to to a certain extent, but like don't compare yourself to others. Right. My company is my company. We're a certain type <sighs> of company. Isn't that hard? And don't pay attention to what these guys are doing or these guys are doing. They are a different organization. They have a different um, group of people working for them. They have different goals than we do. And a different just culture. Different culture. That's the I was looking for. So it's, you know, my over the past, you know, five, six years has been about staying in my lane and realizing that I don't necessarily need to be the largest insurance agency in Western Massachusetts. Um I don't want to be the smallest. I don't want to fade away into the, you know, into the distance. Right. However, I just want to do, I want us all to do a solid job and do it well. Right. And just keep moving forward. I just want
0: to keep moving forward. But, you know, just kind of staying in my lane. That's a tricky thing, isn't it, though? It is. I I, I, I do the same with uh, Run My Own Race. Mm-hmm. Someone someone said to me um, a few years ago, you know, it's kind of like, oh, well, you know, and I'm like, no and it was and, at, and i was working out at the time i was running and mm-hmm. i had a bad run that day and somebody said to me you know what it was just a it's just what you had today and run your own race right you don't have to be any place other than where you are right now exactly so it's hard to do it is um, it is but you know cuz again i'm
1: a, i'm a naturally competitive person mm. um not in a like a th- athletic way, <laughs> any way shape no, or form. but it's
0: kind of the same thing, you know, and 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 competing against yourself Correct. as opposed to competing with yeah. the world, right? Because that's just too much, yeah, right? I, yeah. What's the worst business advice you've ever gotten? I couldn't think of anything. No, I must not have put much.
1: Wor- uh, didn't pay wait- attention. Didn't pay attention. Didn't or pay attention. You
0: know, I grew up in a world,
1: very traditional world, um. So I guess. The best, the, the worst advice I would have gotten would would have been to stay in that world, and I just wasn't that person. I, just so I guess that would have been the worst advice, you know. Get get married, have kids, stay right. home. But be, I think you, you know. bridge it
0: beautifully. You know, I think you you bridge that. You know, the you know the modern day that we're in now with your traditional cultural. Yes. Um, what's the words I want to, uh, ritual and, or, um, tradition. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. 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 I think it's beautiful. I love it. Um, what is your biz- biggest business challenge? Uh, it's so a couple things,
1: uh, staffing, finding people, um, right now we're in you know across the the board in every industry i think everybody's struggling ev- to find talent it's everywhere um and it's not necessarily still like people with experience it. but people who want to who are eager to learn and um you know my industry is a very good industry to start and get into look at me like i started and i it's possible you have to work hard you have to be curious you have to be willing to um, take on responsibilities that maybe you don't get paid for right away but you show that right. i'm capable um, and i think so i think i think staffing right now is you know really hard we have a you know a, a lot of, we have a few people retiring over the next couple years that's a lot of talent and knowledge leaving you know my company right. history yeah, mm-hmm. they know things that nobody else is going to really mm-hmm. know. And that scares me a little bit because replacing that is going to be difficult. Um, you know, I love change, so the change doesn't scare me. It's just…
0: Who's going to step into that space? Who's going to step into it and right. want to take on that do you, care? Do you think that because of what we've been through over the past two and a half years, that people are just so tired that their curiosity has also waned and their and their eagerness to learn, do you think it's just being overloaded? Um, for a certain
1: group of people, yes. People probably in our age group, I think we're all just very tired. Right, um,
0: exhausted.
1: Yeah, that, uh, <laughs> trying <laughs> to be, be positive here, Mo, <laughs> right. tired. Um, I think for our people in our generation, I, I think so. I think we're just all very tired and learning one more new thing is just painful even think about. Um, I'm going to get on my soapbox a little bit. (laughs) But I think with some of the younger generation, um, and I struggle with this, with, you know, hires, with, you know, my own children and, you know, friends, kids, they just, they don't want to do hard things. Mm. You know, I feel like the minute something gets hard, they back off. Mm. Because I'm guilty of it myself. We've coddled them for so long Mm. because we didn't want them to have it as hard as we had it. And it's kind of backfired on us because there are, trust me, there are many people out there who are very eager to learn and are very driven. But I feel like it's this group here that's super uber driven, eager, da, da, da. And then there's like the ones who don't want to do anything. And then in the middle... There's this whole group of people that just don't know what they want to do. Right. And they're not spending a lot of time trying to figure it out
0: or try different things and fail at different things. Right. Well, um, it's interesting too, because I find I'm not so concerned with failure per se, mm -hmm. but I also find that I procrastinate maybe just a little bit on those things that I'm not quite sure mm -hmm. about what or how to do it. Mm -hmm. So I kind of put it off for a few days, and then finally I just grab it. And then before I know it, I'm having such a great time trying to figure it out. I'm like, why did I do that to myself? Right. Right. So multiply that by like 100 <laughs> Right. and being a
1: 22 or 25-year-old right. who's really not sure what they want to do with the rest of their lives. So rather than try to figure it out, they just keep procrastinating and maybe stay in that job
0: that they... But you know, the, the funny thing is, is if they don't try something, Correct. they don't know anything. They're still assuming that they... Or, you yeah. know, if we don't... If we, I shouldn't say, if we don't try it, mm-hmm. then we just don't know because we can always move on. Right. You know, yeah. try this. Okay, no, try this. Nope. try. This. It, it, eventually, another door is going to open. Yep, and you'll make that discovery. Right, and that's the joy of
1: living. Right, and you know, I think at again at our at point at the point we are in our lives, we're constantly looking for that new right interest or joy or something to bring value. Right, and I just again, it's hard. And when you're younger, it's easier to just I think. skate along and
0: right like i said i'm on my soapbox (laughs) (laughs) all right so during since 2020 Mm -hmm. that fateful year um what what trend within your industry has been accelerated because of 2020 technology um we were a very
1: uh paper-laden industry um, for a long time. And we were moving along and getting better at not using so much paper, being more efficient. But when you know the, the, the writing was on the wall that everybody was going to have to go home, we had to adapt very, very quickly. And the benefit of that was that we were still doing those things that we did when people were working from home. Mm-hmm. It's something as simple as we don't have a a physical fax machine anymore. Right, it's in the cloud. We, um, you know, we e-signatures. Again, we had adopted it a little bit, but the cost was that only four or five people in the whole company had the program. We were able to find something that everybody now has e-signature available available at their desktop. Uh Everybody has the fax available at their desktop. So,
0: so do you? I do you still have staff that are working remotely? Uh,
1: No. Everybody's full back
0: on. Everybody wanted
1: to come back, to be honest. Um, They were tired of being home and alone. You know, there's there's always a few that would have preferred to stay at home. Mm. And um, I just felt that as a company and as a culture, we needed to be together um, to learn from each other, to bounce off. Ideas off mm-hmm, each other, mm-hmm. and our cu- our customers still were coming in the door. They right. were not happy when we locked our doors. That's interesting. We were meeting them in the parking lot because they were still coming right. to the office wanting to see somebody and speak to somebody.
0: Yeah, well, it's it's such a scary topic, you know, and to be doing it over the phone or right or online, right? Again, I think for right. lots of folks can be confusing and stress. Inducing. (laughs) Right. And I think too, when you sit with somebody and
1: speak to them face to face, um, you get a better sense of what they're really there for. You know, people can call and get upset and say all kinds of things over the phone. And, but when you, when they have to look you in the eye, it's just different. Right. It's just different. I know. know. But even, and you can figure out what it really is about. And then you can change your tune to try to figure out how to make the situation better. Right.
0: So, the whole situation. Correct. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, what I was going to ask you, what is your what has been your biggest insight through through COVID in 2020? But I'm just also wondering because you have been in the industry for so long, what what is the biggest insight you've gained over your career as opposed to just in 2020? Um
1: yeah. I, again, I think it goes back to being um, open to change. Uh, the industry is v- s- very similar to what it was 25, 26 years ago. The processes have changed. And you have to be open to it. You have to be open to doing things you know, faster um, and d- dealing with customers in a different way. And I think the, the best thing about our industry is that we have been so open to change. Across the board, whether it's personal lines, whether it's commercial lines, whether it's anything, it's, it's okay, now this is how we're going to do it now. Mm-hmm. This is how it's going to be now. And mm-hmm. we just are open to it. And we don't, you know, put our hands up and say, oh, no, no, it's not done that way. Mm-hmm. Okay, you don't want to come or in. they have always done it this way. Always, which is a pet peeve of mine. But, oh, you don't want to come into the office and meet with me face to face. Okay, we'll do everything via email, phone. It, it, that adaptability is something that has always occurred in insurance, but it's really been sped up because of, you know, the past couple years. And
0: I don't think it's going to slow down. No, it hasn't. I think it's, I think it's going to continue to speed up. And that's a whole nother um, realm of dealing with customers and dealing with your, with your business. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and then managing yourself. Correct. You know, and Mm self-care because, um, you know, being in the fast lane all the time can be very rigorous.
1: And it's and it is the fast lane all the time. I mean, we don't just have we have phones, we have email, we have customers texting us, we have people coming in the door. You know, if we don't respond to somebody within a couple of hours, they are calling us back. Well, and they're saying, frantic, I'm sure. Yes. And it's, you know, so managing all those communications um, can become overwhelming. And you have to be, I think, a certain type of person to be able to take that all in and and not, you know. feel bombarded. Correct. You know, I say that to my staff all the time. I'm like, one thing at a time. Yeah. You can only do one thing at a time. Right. Just start with that. Start right. with the first thing and then go to the second thing. Don't try to be all to all. You know, we have dual monitors. Like I said, texting, s- Skype, The f- it's just constant. So
0: It's like a command center. It is. It really is like you're launching the shuttle. I love it. (laughs) Good for you. Yeah. Um, so is there anything that we didn't touch upon that you really would like the audience to know about you or your team or your business in general?
1: Well, I think I would just say that I have an amazing team behind yeah. me. I really do. That yeah. work with me. Um, it, it just is amazing how kind they are to each other. Oh, you know, nice. and that's a theme in my life. I always try very hard to um, have perspective when somebody's going through something, whether it's an employee, whether it's a client. Empathy. Empathy. And. The empathy that my staff has for each other um, just—it it makes me so happy because it means that they really, you know, they like working there and they like what they do, and they mm. share that empathy with their clients and they share it with each other. So I think that's one of the things I'm most proud of about our team. Mm-hmm. Other than they're brilliant and they know what they're doing and they get stuff done, they um, work their butts off, <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, so. Like, that is, is just amazing to me. And I, I don't, you know, we have on our website, we have all of our, you know, pictures of all of our staff yeah. and what are they known for. In our offices, um, we have two large boards where everybody's picture is on it because I, I'm a true believer that our company is about the people that, that work there. It's right. not about me as president. It's about them. Right. They're the ones who are there every single day doing what needs to get done. Um. So I think that's, something i really want everybody to understand that yes i'm the president of think and in paris insurance agency but the people that work there are the reason we are so successful right first and foremost nice
0: so i love that um so where can uh well before i ask you where can people find you what's up what's next for you what's in, what's up in the future for you and think and paris um uh, again
1: hiring yeah you know finding some some talent um we have a lot of, you know, changes coming down the road with, with like I said, retirements. And so managing all that mm-hmm. um, is really where I'm focused at. You know, we're, I'm hoping to look at a, a, a rebrand, a refresh. Yeah. Um, you know, as a small business owner, those things tend to just get keep getting yes, put below other things. So that's something that's on my, you know, to-do list for the year. Nice. Um I'm really looking forward to that. You know, our brand, Fink in Paris, has been around for so long, but I just would like to refresh it. Sure. And, and bring a little bit more, um, a modern
0: sure. look to it. Sure. I think that's smart. That's smart. Yeah. Companies do that all the time and they need to do that. Yeah, it's important. Yeah. So yeah. And I think Very smart. Know, as
1: a company, I think we, I want us to get out more you know, again, because of COVID, we were kind of limited and really making an effort to be in the community a little bit more, be at chamber events, um, you know, United Way and things like that, and just try to get out into the community a little bit more again. Sure. right. I think we got very comfortable hiding as that starts to pick up. Right. So, you know, that's really what I'm looking forward to and hoping nice. to do for the rest of the year. Nice. Where can it, where can people find you? Well, we are at 6 Campus Lane in East Hampton. Yeah. Um, and we are at 63 Main Street in Florence. Nice. Um, we, our website is um, insuringyourway.com. Nice. So you can go on there and find a lot of information um, about our company and how to contact us. But we happily accept people coming in and saying hello in person. Nice. So.
0: Yay. And Facebook and Instagram Facebook, and Facebook,
1: Instagram, all LinkedIn. All that stuff. Yes, all that stuff. We're there also. So we try to you know keep our social media presence up as much as possible.
0: Nice, nice. So um, thank you, Jen. Oh, thank you. For coming over and spending time with me. It was a delight. Thank you. As always. And if you'd like to have more information about the East Hampton Chamber of Commerce, you can find us at easthamptonchamber.org. If you'd like to have more information about East Hampton Media, you can find them at easthamptonmedia.org and you can listen to uh, past versions of Drop the Mic and or newer versions of Mind Your Own Business. Um, Anywhere that you pick up your podcasts, you can listen, you can watch. Uh, We're on YouTube and make sure that you smash the like button, share, subscribe, all that good stuff, and we'll see you next time. Peace out, people. Thank you.